This is Or Else, the podcast for anyone interested in becoming a business leader or entrepreneur. Thanks for joining us for the final installment of our civic engagement series. Let's get to it. Launchpad has been around for a few years now. It came out of um, kind of an idea generating session a few years back when we got a great grant from Mark Hill. Um, and basically he wanted or fellowship to get involved in the community in some way. And he was like, I have this money and I want you guys to pitch, you know, what are different um, ways to go out into the community and get or involved. And the idea of Launchpad, originally known as Innovators, <laughs> I like the new name better, but um, that, that it was born out of that whole idea generation session. This is Brenna Ryan. She's a second year fellow working at Clear Object. But on top of working full-time, she's a dog mom and a cat mom, while also applying to medical school, which basically means life is a bit crazy. While all of that is cool and fascinating, what's even cooler is she's the project coordinator for Or Fellowship's initiative, Launchpad. She just mentioned that the idea for this organization came about from what we all call a pitch competition, where essentially different people or teams come up with an idea and have to pitch it in front of different judges. Here is former board member Mark Hill talking about that experience. And I thought that it was also really important that the fellows pick what that is, right? I didn't want to come in and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. So the initial group of fellows that started that kind of went through a whole process of determining what it was they wanted to work on and what it was they wanted to do and where they could uh, drive some passion. And so the original idea came from one group of fellows and then the next year they added on to that and that's kind of, that's really kind of how it's worked. But the idea was to take the passion around entrepreneurship and try to drive that into a you know, group of people that wasn't as exposed to it as most of the fellows were. Or fellows generally really want to serve. At least this was what Mark Hill's observation was. Every year he saw or fellows involved in some sort of service initiative, from donating cans to a food pantry or collecting Christmas trees. With so much energy and focus behind each small initiative, he knew that if it were all pooled together just for one instead of a dozen, or fellows would have the ability to truly do something impactful. The general idea is educating underserved middle school age students on the concepts of entrepreneurship, um, building a business, prototyping, all that, all the sorts of things that go into being a business leader. So very closely tying along with Or Fellowship's mission, um, but bringing it to a very key demographic. They actually found during their initial research that eighth grade was a really great target age for educating students about entrepreneurship because it was right before high school when there were opportunities for innovation or business classes. but it's not like put up a lemonade stand age. You know, it's kind of that awkward in-between age where you still want to get that content to them, um, but there isn't necessarily a lot of material out there for that age group. The, the general 
um, structure mm -hmm. is that we pair with a teacher in a local Indianapolis public school classroom. Generally, that teacher is already focusing in similar concepts. So it's students who already have some sort of interest in either um, invention or business or things along those lines. But it doesn't have to be. It, it depends on the school. And what we do is we provide our own curriculum for the teacher to follow. And um, what we like to do is go in every other day. So basically we're there for the, a total duration of two weeks, but it's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday. And our curriculum is very structured around defining entrepreneurship, identifying entrepreneurs both in the world space and in the community space. We bring in a local entrepreneur, someone who has started their own company or is starting their own company so that they can talk about their experiences and answer questions. And then we dive right down into it. We want the students to really come up with their own idea, something that's close to home to them, and create a business model around that concept. Um, so a, a lot of our brainstorming um, education is around what are things that you see in your community that maybe aren't going right, or what's something that you face at home that you wish would work better, or at school that you wish would work better. Um, and then from there, then they build out, okay, is it a product? Is it a service? What are the things that go into making that product? What are the things that go into building that service? And we support them with information on you know, this is generally how people finance things. This is how people market things. This is how you go about building a product or building a product team. And at the end of the two weeks, they're supposed to give basically an elevator pitch. Um, some people say it's like Shark Tank, but I've never seen Shark Tank and I've heard that it's really harsh. So I, I don't know if it's like that, but um, basically it's like an elevator pitch and it's a culmination of all of their ideas and basically they present their business. Um, and it's really great because ultimately the teachers end up getting really involved. So the kids, when actual Launchpad volunteers aren't in the classroom, they're still getting supported by their teachers and working on it as whole lesson plan or project, um, which gives them more time to really flesh out their ideas, um, work together. They work together in groups to build these uh, com mini companies out, basically. And so it's great when we have buy-in from the teachers as well, because it just gives the students that much more support. I don't know about you, but I find that kids are super innovative and creative when it comes to this kind of stuff. I participated on a launch day last year when the kids were crafting and designing their products, and I have to say, I was impressed. One that stuck out to me was a girl who had super curly hair, and her idea was to make a straightener specifically for girls with hair like hers so it wouldn't take so long to fix. Brenna also shared a few of her favorites. <laughs> okay, I'll give like a silly one, but then I'll give one that I thought was actually not, I'm not going to say better, but <laughs> more realistic. Uh, let's go with that. So one, one kid said that his chore was taking the trash out and they live in a really tall apartment building. So that meant a lot of stairs. <laughs> um, and so he's like, yeah, I just, we designed this trash chute that goes basically from your balcony to the dumpster. You just aim it at the dumpster and it shoots the trash out for you. I'm like, that's, that's already invented, but 
great take on on the uh, product there. Um, so that one was really more entertaining. And so, you know, it solves their personal problem and it allowed them to have fun. Um, I think one of the cooler things, I don't remember the specifics of it, um, but it was an, an app basically that these kids designed. And the goal was to, I just remember that it was centered around mental health. And I thought that was really cool. So I don't remember what all the specifics were, but you know, they, they came together as a group and they talked about issues that um, they thought were prevalent in their school and they created an app and it was supposed to be like a support system type thing. And so that was really interesting. And, you know, I, I don't know if I would have expected that to come out of eighth graders, but um, so that was, yeah, those are some cool ones. Yeah. At the beginning of the interview, Brenna shared with me that caring for others has always been a constant in her life. Being the oldest in her family, she was always taking care of her younger siblings, whether it was making them dinner, helping them with homework, or simply being the role model and friend they needed. In her adult life, she finds herself going back to the organizations like Launchpad, where she is caring for and educating younger kids. And the fulfillment she gets from this is why she keeps serving the way she does. Where I feel most fulfilled is when I see a passion arise from what they're doing. So the point of educating these kids about entrepreneurship is to get them interested in entrepreneurship, right? So if you have someone who is just sitting there kind of following along with the workbook, you really want to see them open up and find some passion with what they're doing. So what really brings me joy is when I see, you know, a group working together and they're so excited and they, and maybe in their elevator pitch, they don't have time to vocalize all of their ideas because they had so much work and so much thought was put into their business that it, they're just exploding with excitement. Um, and that is really fulfilling to me because it shows that we hopefully sparked something in there that maybe was always there, but we just brought it to light. A big part of this year has been dedicated to revamping the Launchpad curriculum. As the organization has continued to expand and grow, Brennan wanted that to reflect in the way they teach the kids. Just keeping students engaged is so important. Um, so I, I was involved last year. I was the just I, I was the assistant basically to um, that year's project coordinator. She was awesome. Had a lot of fun ideas, um, and basically I just wanted to carry the torch, if that makes sense. Um, and one of the things that she had told me coming into this year is that she she felt like. She was able to maintain progress, but not necessarily grow progress. And so, you know, she gave me all of these great ideas for, you know, this is something I wanted to do, but we didn't have time for. And this is something that I think would be really cool to introduce to the kids and I think could um, further the impact. And I, I wanted to be able to take those ideas and continue to grow with them and grow the impact of the organization. Because ultimately, you know, you want to expand your reach, but you also want to make sure that the students you're reaching, it's it's impactful, helpful content. We did a very similar thing um, when I 
was with College Mentors for Kids um, in college. We had kind of a transition year where the activities that we were doing, it was it's basically a, a similar program except they come in every week. And um, the content that we were giving them wasn't necessarily um, as in-depth as it could have been or as um, beneficial, like it just was kind of surface level. Um, and so we did a whole revamp of how we did our activities, which made the um, education that much more impactful for those students. So basically I, I, that's was a big goal that I had this year was um, taking what we were bringing into the classroom as our curriculum and diving deeper and making it even more impactful and engaging for the students. Um, and I, and it was that along with a lot of other opportunities that made me want to continue on and really take charge this year. Mm -hmm. While there is a lot of excitement and anticipation in a launch, the volunteers also face difficulties. As you can imagine, dealing with middle schoolers is challenging and keeping them engaged is no small task. I think one of the biggest challenges in the classroom, especially when we get to our target students, is um, attention and respect. And I mean that in terms of students paying attention to us and us earning their respect, because it really does go both ways. Um, when you find yourself in um, certain classrooms or certain uh, public school situations, you're faced with a variety of um, respect. I can't think of another word that's because it depends on the teacher, it depends on the students, it depends on the area. Um, and I think properly training volunteers to be aware and cognizant of how to handle those situations is just as important. Because at the end of the day, you know, just because a student stole their classmate's pencil for the seventh time in class doesn't mean that they're any less deserving to get that education and to get that curriculum. It just means they need a little bit more catered attention on how we give that curriculum to them. There's a lot involved in getting ready for a launch, from coordinating with the teachers to getting supplies and even revamping the curriculum. But in the end, it's all worth it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into actually getting into the classroom, right? So obviously you have to have the curriculum ready to go and sent to the teacher. We have to have people signed up to volunteer, which this year, and like I said, I did this last year. I think this was the first time I'm not gonna have to ask people to volunteer again. It was filled up within a day. I didn't even get to, to sign up. I'm going to go anyway, but I didn't get to sign up for an official slot. So that's just really exciting, and I hope that we can maintain that excitement later on. Anyway, sidetrack. Um, but yeah, getting people signed up, and then we do an orientation for all of the volunteers. So getting that coordinated, we usually like to have the teacher come here from us. Um, and actually, we, we, we test our volunteers now to make sure that they've actually reviewed the content and... Um, have somewhat prepared for going into the classroom so they're not just going in blind and then trying to figure out uh, what are some examples of pricing and funding. Uh, no, you should have thought about that earlier because we asked about it on the quiz. Um, so just really trying to support the volunteers is very important. Um, what I most look forward to is um, just getting to meet the students and hear about their ideas. I think that's 
the most entertaining part. And that's what we really try and focus on in our um, interactions in the classroom is minimize quote unquote presentation time and maximize collaboration time. So we wanna get in there, get our content out there as quick as possible. And then we wanna give them time to get their questions answered and learn about their ideas and help them with their business plan so that they feel supported and um, that they really have an opportunity to let their ideas flourish. Presentation day is full of excitement for both the volunteer judges and the students themselves. It's the moment they can show off all of their hard work and practice presenting their business product idea. Here are a few that stick out in Brenda's mind. So these were one of those one of those groups that had way too, way too many ideas for a three minute elevator pitch, but um, they were just so cute. So I should I mean they're eighth graders they're not like t tiny people but um, anyway so their idea was homeless shelters and they wanted to create their own homeless shelter but it wasn't just a homeless shelter it was also an education center and an employment center and um, you know a healthcare center all wrapped in one it was this huge thing and they're like we already have support from our parents on funding and i'm like you are too cute um and it was just they were just so passionate about it and they had so many ideas and um way too much for like a startup but it was awesome to see all of those ideas being thrown into the same building um and that was probably the most the most memorable one for me at the end of the day, there are so many ways to define success with a project like Launchpad. It could simply be having a classroom to interact with, could be getting everyone to complete and successfully present their idea. We could go on and on listing the possibilities, because it really depends on the person. However, I will say that Brenna's answer to the definition of success is widely shared amongst her team. Success for me is um, having a student actually take their idea to the next level. I don't know if we've ever truly gotten there, but um, you know, inspiring someone enough with their idea that they continue thinking about it after we're gone. And like I said, I don't know how to measure that, but I think it, that would be um, just amazing. Funny enough, when I asked the same question to Mark Hill, he shared a similar sentiment. You know, serving somebody and changing somebody's life, and if it can kind of get to that place, that to me is what is what will make it successful. I also asked him why he thought Launchpad, or organizations like it, was so important for young adults to participate in and also what kind of impact it was having on the greater city of Indianapolis. Well, I think it's important for more fellows to see specifically the kind of impact they can make and the difference they can make. And so I hope that it launches them, you know, on uh, a, a career and a lifetime of service not just this thing, but seeing 
okay, if we together come together and we do this thing and we have this kind of impact, I want to be part of that in some way, shape, or form for the rest of my career. And uh, when I look at civic engagement in Indianapolis particularly, and I see the leadership in Indy, you know, there's a lot of people that are doing a lot of things that are making a big impact on a lot of people's lives. And so influencing or fellows to be part of that community, I think is an important piece of what of what or can be for the city of Indianapolis. Giving back to the community pours into your own cup. So yes, you are going out, taking time away from work to um, work on a marketing campaign for Launchpad or going into a classroom and talking to kids for, three, for an hour. Um, but at the end of the day, the impact that you're making on them is going to come as a return. So maybe you spark off the next, you know, Angie's List creator of Indianapolis, and then you use that service in 20 years, and you're, you know, it was you who caused that. And I think that just remembering your impact and the amount of um, uh, just inspiration that you can leave behind um, is so amazing and um, you should never turn down those types of opportunities. In the end, participating in a launch is not only beneficial to the kids you are serving, but it also benefits you. And I'm not just talking about the warm and fuzzy feel-goods, I'm talking about true benefits. These kids that you are ultimately mentoring for even a short period of time will grow to become the next business leaders and entrepreneurs of our city. By helping them, feeding their minds, you're also making your lives and your kids' lives and generations on better in this city. Thanks for following us through this three-piece series of civic engagement. If you're interested in learning more about Launchpad, follow them on Instagram at launchpad underscore by underscore or, or check out their website at launchpadbyor.org.